I can't tell you how important this video is. Probably the most important video I have ever made. It is beyond saying the truth about Israel and beyond the truth about the Jewish people or calling out the largest Jew-hating movement in the world today called Palestine or even calling out the growing Jew hatred in the West. This one is about freedom. The battle taking place right now around us to take away our most basic freedom, the freedom over our own minds and bodies. Now, please stick through to the end as you will see all the pieces come together. Before I show you the latest videos and topics being spoken about to world leaders and business leaders, I just want to remind you all that my Pulse of Israel voice is essentially about freedom, all of our freedoms, because ultimately that is what God brought us into the world with the Torah and the reason he chose the Jewish people to be the true model of freedom for humanity. Because essentially true freedom is predicated on recognizing the power of God in the world and only worshiping God and God alone, not worshiping anything else or anybody else. That is why I try so hard to be a voice with the politically incorrect truth about Israel, the Jewish people, and yes, the freedom-loving world. All three of those things are interconnected, even for the many, many non-Jews in the world. And again, I just want to say thank you for joining me, Avi Abelo, for another episode of The Pulse of Israel. If you are not yet a subscriber, just visit pulseofisrael.com and click to subscribe. And if you like this video and you want to help us get it seen by more people, then just click on the donate button so we can promote it to be seen by more people. Now, let's fast forward to today, to a video and a presentation that just took place on January 19th, 2023 at the World Economic Forum annual conference in Davos, Switzerland, where world leaders and business leaders get together every year to discuss and strategize plans for humanity, basically. So this presentation was called Ready for Brain Transparency, and the World Economic Forum website says itself with the following description. The promise of neurotechnology to improve lives and to gain insight into the human brain is growing. How can we uphold data privacy and personal freedom as we make strides towards a world of brain transparency? It doesn't sound too good to me. It sounds really creepy. But at least they make it sound like they are looking out for our best interests, right? Well, watch this video presentation and you judge for yourself if it's for our best interests move the cursor to the left and scroll through your brain data over the past few hours. You can see your stress levels rising as the deadline to finish your memo approached, causing a peak in your beta brainwave activity right before an alert popped up, telling you to take a brain break. But what's that unusual change in your brain activity when you're asleep? It started earlier in the month. You send a text message to your doctor with a mental swipe of your cursor. Could you take a quick look at my brain data? Anything to worry about? Your mind starts to wander to the new colleague on your team, whom you know you shouldn't be daydreaming about, given the policy against intra-office romance. But you can't help fantasizing just a little. But then you start to worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings when she checks your brain activity and shift your attention back to the present. 
You breathe a sigh of relief when the email she sends you later that day congratulates you on your brain metrics from the past quarter, which have earned you another performance bonus. You head home, jamming to the music, with your work-issued brain-sensing earbuds still in. When you arrive at work the next day, a somber cloud has fallen over the office. Along with emails, text messages, and GPS location data, the government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your coworkers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators. You discover they are looking for synchronized brain activity between your coworker and the people he has been working with. While you know you're innocent of any crime, you've been secretly working with him on a new startup venture. Shaking, you remove your earbuds. What do you think? Is it a future you're ready for? You may be surprised to learn that it's a future that has already arrived. Everything in that video that you just saw is based on technology that is already here today. It used to be that there was very little we could tell from EEG activity. But already, using consumer wearable devices, these are headbands, uh, hats that have sensors that can pick up your brainwave activity, earbuds, headphones, tiny tattoos that you can wear behind your ear. We can pick up emotional states, like are you happy or sad or angry? We can pick up and decode faces that you're seeing in your mind. Simple shapes, numbers, your PIN number to your bank account. Moving past passwords pretty, pretty quickly. <laughs> Neural signatures are unique. We can use it as a biometric for passwords. Now, that was just a short clip from around a half hour presentation. I placed the link to the video right below it so anyone can go and watch the full video presentation and check it for themselves. So what do you think? Governments and corporations already have the technology to know our brainwaves, and they are planning on working together to basically act against us, using that information from our own brains, all for our own best interests, of course. Now, that isn't just creepy. That is downright evil. So why am I talking about this? Because as I said earlier, I care about our freedoms. And this is showing us that governments and corporations are already working together on ways to take away more of our freedoms. And not just any freedoms, but freedoms to our own bodies and minds. But how do we get to this point with most people not really even caring about this development? Well, this is where things get interesting. And I personally don't have anything to say. One of the masterminds at the World Economic Forum has laid it out for all of us who are willing to listen. And he's being interviewed by all the major platforms in the world. Let's take a listen. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough. And nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. 
We are now hackable animals. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste because a crisis is an opportunity to also do re good reforms. COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen so far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We now seeing mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet, above all they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? So what crisis is he talking about in terms of taking advantage of to then allow governments and corporations to go under our skin and have all of our biological data? COVID, the COVID pandemic all over the world, that's the catastrophe. But that is not all. This World Economic Forum mastermind explains that it is all much deeper than just taking advantage of COVID. Now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. You say that the, the latest human quest is immortality and divinity. We're all trying to be superhumans. Is, is that actually happening? Yes, in places like Silicon Valley. Uh, equality is out, but immortality is in. Everybody's talking about immortality. Uh, Google has just established two or three years ago a subcompany called Calico, whose stated aim is to solve the problem of death. We've solved search, now we'll solve death. And they are not the only ones. And basically they are saying death is not some metaphysical phenomenon. We don't have to wait for the second coming of Christ in order to solve it. Uh, a couple of geeks in the laboratory can do it. Are they doing it? Yeah, they are investing billions in that. Uh, not only them, but all over the world. Basically, there are three ways. You can use biological engineering to change the, the, the human body, to speed up natural selection. You can use cyborg engineering, which is combining organic with inorganic parts. And you can create completely inorganic life forms. It will be the, not only the greatest revolution in history, it will be the greatest revolution in biology ever. Will we still be human? Not in the sense that we understand humanity today. They are elevating humans into gods by allowing human-made technology to hack, re-engineer, and reprogram human beings. Essentially, they want to replace man as God and rid the notion of believing in a one and only God. And he said it himself, 
getting rid of man's soul, getting rid of man's free will, which in essence is the presence of God within each and every one of us. He is telling us straight out that this whole program is ultimately about trying to replace and get rid of God himself. Now let's take a, de a deeper step back and hear the underlying program behind all of this. And let's hear it from the World Economic Forum and its founder himself, Klaus Schwab, when he was interviewed about all this back in July 2016. The original Industrial Revolution was driven by the discovery that you could use steam engines to do all kinds of interesting things. That was followed by additional revolutions for electricity and computers and communications technology. We're now in the early stages of the fourth Industrial Revolution, which is bringing together digital, physical, and biological systems. One of the features of this fourth industrial revolution is that it doesn't change what we are doing, but it changes us. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume, it will change actually us, our own identity and of course gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What we will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into an ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close cooperation also of governments uh, with um, business, civil society, and this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. And actually, it's not just a digital revolution, it's digital, of course physical, it's nanotechnology, but it's also biological. And those three dimensions provides a particular force to this revolution. Understand everyone, the World Economic Forum is not some loony fringe organization. World leaders attend their annual conference in Davos, Switzerland every year. And it is a strategic partner to the United Nations to implement their 2030 agenda, which is basically the fourth industrial revolution. As this item on the World Economic Forum website clearly states, fourth industrial revolution, 2030, agenda 2030, from technology optimism to technology realism. It's all right in front of us. We're just not paying attention. So some people might have a really hard time internalizing what I'm about to say. But there is a reason that Obama... We have to put in place an infrastructure, not just here at home, but globally, that allows us to see it quickly, isolate it quickly, respond to it quickly. So that if and when a new strain of flu like the Spanish flu crops up five years from now or a decade from now, we've made the investment. And Fauci. There is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. Both predicted years in advance that a pandemic would hit the world in the near future. 
They were all part of the introduction of this fourth industrial revolution, being discussed publicly together with world and business leaders already back in 2016. Obama said that in 2014. Ultimately, it's understanding that governments did not introduce the vaccine, vaccine passports on the concept of digital IDs in order to save us from COVID. No, it's the exact opposite. The COVID virus, very possibly funded by Fauci and the US government itself, was unleashed upon humanity in order to then introduce mandatory vaccines, also funded by the US government. But it's deeper than that. Why? All in order to introduce vaccine passports and digital IDs upon humanity all over the world. So that the plan of connecting our health information, bank account information, and all personal body biological information can be easily implemented across humanity. Think about it. Without COVID, people would never have voluntarily given up their privacy to their bodies and personal biological information as they have done. There would have been vast resistance. Instead, because of COVID, citizens around the world were begging for any solution and happily adjusted to vaccine passports and the first steps towards implementing total digital IDs, all falsely thinking that they are needed by our governments to keep us safe from a virus, while they are all really part of a larger plan to take away our bodily freedom in a much greater agenda that is about getting rid of God himself. And to bring this all together regarding the U.S. government involvement in both the creation of the virus and the creation of the vaccine years ago, just watch this. Crazy. So you've done um, some reporting on this, on some of the incentives we may not be aware of behind these drugs. Yeah. If you'll tell us what you found. So, okay, so uh, this is a two-hour chalkboard that is condensed into about four minutes. So if you <laughs> want to see the whole thing, it's at FauciLied.com. But I'll try not to sound crazy and tie this together. Gain of function, with, which Fauci says never happened, happened in November of 2015. It happened with Dr. Barrett. It's, it was a published paper, November 2015. The USAID and Fauci with um, EcoHealth, or, yeah, EcoHealth, they yeah. were funding it. It was happening with the Wuhan people, so we know that. But what you may not know is in November, the same month that published paper comes out, the United States begins a partnership with Moderna, and they are searching for uh, mRNA coronavirus vaccines. Kind of a weird coincidence, but wait, it gets worse. In this time, we skip to 2018, DARPA receives a proposal from Dr. Barrick, U.S. guy, uh, Dr. Xi from Wuhan, and Peter Daszak from EcoHealth, um, and, or EcoHealth, and uh, DARPA sees this and says, this is far too dangerous, we're rejecting your proposal. We don't know what happened from there, but we do know just about 12 months later in Wuhan, where Peter Daszak, Dr. Xi, the Bat Lady, and Dr. Barrick um, were all doing research on coronaviruses. About a year later, there's an outbreak. And it, the outbreak actually begins, according to documents that we, we have that have been smuggled out of China, that there were 10 hospitals involved uh, by October with patients that were, uh, were now, we now know are corona-like virus symptoms. They didn't know what was going on. Now that was in October. Remember, we didn't know anything about this in December. We were starting to get rumblings. China said there was some sort of an outbreak on December 31st. 
But Peter, De I'm sorry, not Peter Dezik, Dr. Barrick signs a uh, government um, deal with Moderna. I want to I read it exactly to you. This, this deal was uh, made. It's confidential. It's 100 and, I don't know, 58 pages long. Um, it is, if I skip to page 104, they are entering a specific private confidential agreement. The NIH appears to be transferring technology to Dr. Barrick, but th what they're making clear is, quote, mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by NIAID and Moderna. Now, this is weird because it's two weeks later that we know there's a problem. They sign that deal two weeks before, and they sign it with the doctor who happened to be a partner with the bat lady in Wuhan. Here's where it gets really dark. These are the same group of people that in the end of January begin to have meetings and they shut down and begin to smear anyone who's looking into the lab right. leak theory. They, they establish that's not true, don't even look there. It, it appears to be collusion. I, you know, we've passed this on to several people in uh, Congress and the Senate. We know Rand Paul has, is on this, and Dr. Fauci has some answers to give. Well, I just want to affirm what you're saying. You're the reporting, the amazing reporting you've, you've done on this. Here's a clip of the recently departed NIH director, Francis Collins, admitting on camera that the U.S. government has a stake in the vax. Watch this. Who's going to own that vaccine? Does the federal government own it? One of the vaccines, the one that's furthest along, was started actually at the federal government in our own vaccine research center at NIH, and then worked with a biotechnology company called Moderna to get to where we are now with very impressive phase one results and getting ready to go into a large-scale trial as early as July. That one, of course, we do have some particular uh, stake in the intellectual property. This just see, I mean, you are not making this up. What you're saying is true. I Really quickly, why is this not a front page Please, story everywhere? All of the, all of the documents, we, we spent about a year on this with people like Charles Rixley from Drastic, uh, with Judicial Watch, they were all FOIA'd. These are documents that prove beyond, I think, any kind of reasonable doubt. Something very wrong is happening here. Moderna yes. had been turned down for any kind of vaccine research by everyone publicly over and over again. And now this test is being done on our children. This is the only time that anybody will admit they were doing any kind of testing on coronavirus research for a vaccine with Moderna. That's just, it's just beyond belief. And I'm glad finally I, that someone is saying this out loud. Glenn Beck, I appreciate your reporting on this. Thank you. It was great to see you tonight. Thank you. I know this sounds totally out there but go over this video again and put the dots together as I have done. They are telling us exactly what they are planning to do and our world leaders are part of this. They're out at those functions in part of the plans. But now for the optimism. Remember everyone, history is clear. Man can never beat or replace God, never. God always wins. Just look back at the flood in the Bible. Look at the Tower of Babel. Look at every single evil regime that has existed in humanity that has tried to place man above God and tried to replace God. The Greeks, the Romans, the Nazis. 
Ultimately, each and every one of those civilizations that tried to replace God with man, they all ended regardless of how global and powerful they became. So too with this fourth industrial revolution that aims to have humanity replace God. They will fail. God will win. No matter how bad things get, remember that. All will be good. For the first time in history, because of technology, this is the good side. Regular people like you and me are now able to see what is actually happening around us. It's not just taking place in quiet, silent rooms away from the cameras. It's all in front of us. And us seeing it all is all part of the wake-up process. We are all part of the wake-up process to shed ourselves from blindly trusting these men, any man or woman, and instead solely placing our blind trust in God above. And as I began, that is the key to our true freedom. It is upon us to resist the man-made rules, regulations, DNA re-engineering, and subjugation of mankind with digital IDs, and return to truly placing our trust only in God above. Signing off from the seat of godly truth in the world, Jerusalem, the eternal and indivisible capital of the Jewish people since King David's times. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.